1: Welcome back to the Officially Unofficial Podcast presented by Blue Wire Podcast. I'm your host, the former face of junior college baseball, the fall American, Johnny Junta. We're joined with a very special guest and another very special guest. The first guest is a longtime friend of the show. A guy that's like I always say with friends of the show, has kind of finessed his part part into a wedding party for me in the future, Nolan Long. How are we doing, N-Long? How are we doing, brother?
2: I mean, it's always an honor to be on this show. So (laughs) it's always an honor to talk to you, whether it's text or on the pod. Yeah,
1: it's a pleasure to have you on, man. Are you, obviously, you're here with Clean Fuego. We'll talk about that in a little bit. The next guest, man, is a guy is, is a guy that's t- he's taken the baseball world by storm, to be honest here. He's the young prodigy for the Los Angeles Dodgers, a guy that threw five innings, nine punches in his return on Saturday. Is that good? You tell me, Dustin May. How are we doing, D May? How are you doing?
3: I'm doing great. Uh it's super excited to join y'all on this podcast. And you don't have to hype me up that much on here. Um,
1: well, you're going to learn that's what we do on the show. Like, I get roasted for a lot. Like, in Canada, we say pumping tires. This okay. is just like, this is a fucking auto factory of just pumping tires. <laughs> this is a mechanic shop of pumping All tires. Right. But let's go into the, obviously, we're, you're here with Clean Flago, Nolan, and obviously, I want to talk about that. I wish I had that early in my career because maybe I wouldn't have been a hitter. Maybe I wouldn't be hitting 160 in junior college in Nebraska if I had it. Maybe tell the people what Clean Flago is. And uh, a little background, maybe a little background on how it started, because I know it's a really long story. So,
2: Basically, a long story short, it's like a spin efficiency trainer that resembles a baseball in every single way. Besides, you know, it's a four-seam orientated baseball with the sides cut off. And, you know, the idea is to just spin it cleanly, because, I mean, if it's shaped like the, – the inspiration was hockey pucks. Well, you see uh, baseball players throwing these hockey pucks around. And it's like doesn't – it, hockey pucks are – not the same weight as a baseball. We just kind of made it resemble a baseball in every way, and um, it just—it just, it just is immediate feedback on how cleanly you spin your fastballs, your curveballs, your sliders, your changeups, and you know, it's one of the reasons why I'm still playing baseball. Because once I picked one of those up, once we uh, kind of came with the uh, final uh, steps of the prototypes that we had, uh, my stuff took a uh, took a big jump in, you know, success wise. And if you're looking with the, with the way baseball has gone with uh, like analytics and all this spin stuff, basically the analog way is, is with the product clean fuego. It's there's no numbers. There's no computers or anything. It's just good or bad with, with your own eyes. And that's pretty much the, pretty much the gist of it.
1: And have you gotten the old men on Twitter and uh, a guy that actually we're honored to be blocked by is the biggest loser on Twitter, Jeff Fry, who continues to roast how, like new ways that baseball is, is growing. Have you got the old Twitter people be like comment on your videos and be like, what is this shit? Like, how does this like just the guys oh, that have God. no idea what's going on? Do you get that oh, all my- the time?
2: Oh my God, yeah. First off, the internet is just uh, the the middle school lunchroom when it comes to anything. Everyone is quick to jump on you, to shit on you with whatever you got. But yeah, we've got, surpri- surprisingly a lot of old heads have supported it, like the idea, because you know they've done the hockey pucks and they're like, we like the, ha- the idea how it is shaped like a baseball, it has laces. But there are also those ones who are like, this is stupid. I'll stick, I'll cut a baseball myself. Like, uh, okay, well, if you cut a baseball yourself, then it's not going to weigh the same. It's going to be shaped weird. And it's like, we literally went ahead and did that for you. Like this is, we cut out the middleman here, here's the product, but you know, the, everyone's quick to shit on you, but surprisingly a lot of, a lot of support, like blind support, I should say, like people who just see it rather than just jumping on you and telling you how bad it is. Well, we've had a lot of, uh, just we've had a little bit more of uh, support blindly than just the people who just want to yell at you for no real reason on the internet.
1: I mean, you love to hear that. And D may, I mean, um, I got it. He can, we get, them. can we get an endorsement out of you for it? Maybe you could pump the tires of it. Did it, can we say it saved your career as well? Even if it didn't, can we just say it saved your career?
3: No, I mean, it, it, it definitely helped. I mean, that was kind of the whole idea behind it because I had a really shitty four seam and, I was like, I need, I need something that's gonna, that's gonna help me excel. And then, the creator of it was, he was actually ended up being our pitching coach. And then, he made the product, and it ended up changing the way that I threw a baseball. So, I guess in turn, yeah, it it, it changed my career. Wait a minute,
2: hold on. What was this, D. May? Where were we when? Was it? Somewhere you said your spin efficiency on your fastball was like twelve percent or something. You were throwing straight bullet heaters. I was
3: yeah, in 16 I was throwing straight bullets. And <laughs> yeah, it was, that's it was what? Literally, it was like 10 and 10. Yeah. And it was they were just not good, they were just horrible. And then the whole idea came up to let's be able actually, to actually backspin kind of it.
2: Yeah. Let's, it's let's a, it's a crazy it process. It's a yeah. crazy
1: process, and it's hard, it's hard for dumb guys like me to understand it. All I know is, is I see a ton of big leaguers like Edwin Diaz, like I mentioned to Nolan earlier, all these big-time guys using it. So I'm all in. I'm all in on clean flag. I'm buying the stock right now. But, Dustin, I got to talk about this, and maybe I can cut this, but I have never been alpha like I'm alpha right now on the podcast because I want to run downstairs and grab a dip. Are you? Are, do you have a hammer in right now in the middle of the interview? Because I'm an, I'm honored if you do. That might no, be the greatest. No. You don't. I don't dip. I don't dip. Oh my God. Nolan,
2: am I wrong for thinking that? He's got a little, he's got a scowl to him. I can see it. I can see it. I was just about he's to, like, little, I was about I to give you the pause. That's
3: just my smile, guys. Why are you? I, I,
1: right now? I was <laughs> about to give you the pause. Like, you take this shit over. And speaking about like dip and all that type of stuff, this might be completely off topic. I got to go into that pregame outfit you wore on Saturday. This is how, and listen, I have one rule in this podcast, one rule only. You never fuck with guys that wear cowboy boots. That's the only rule I have. If I see a guy with cowboy boots at the bar, I know I'm getting the wheels beaten off of me. I just know that that's a guy you don't fuck with. What is that like an everyday outfit for you? Or was it just like, all right, it's first start back. Let me come in with a little bit of flair here. No, I wouldn't say it's an everyday
3: outfit, but I mean, it's, it's definitely, it's definitely in the rotation. Uh, I'm, I'm from a very country town in Fort Worth and, uh, I just like to represent sometimes, and it, it just felt right, so just wanted to wanted to wear it on the first one back. So it was, the, it, on it, it was the it
1: was the great outfit I've ever seen. It really was. And Nolan, <laughs> by the way, gave me a little bit of a background insight on you. He said you've just slowly started to turn into a cowboy hat guy. Is this true? Are you like? Because he's uh, never yeah, seen I, you
3: wear them. I never really wore cowboy hats before. I just didn't really like the way that they like fit my head, and then. Uh, during last off season actually I went and bought one because I was just like screw it let's try it it's been a while and I actually really enjoyed the way that it fit and the way that it looked and then I just started rocking the rocking the outfits because I've always worn boots it's just I never really wore the hats because I didn't really like the way they looked or fit but then
1: and then I did well the boots are insane to me because when I like that's why I have that rule because when I was in junior college in Nebraska I was honestly like pretty drunk and we drove right past the rodeo team and i screamed fuck the rodeo team like oh. obviously i was mangled and <laughs> i had like all i hear is the spurs walking down the hallway like the spurs and just a massive knock on my door and i'm yeah. like oh my god and just six lads were there with cowboy hats cowboy boots <laughs> and i was like i'm fucking i'm done i'm done this is nightmare <laughs> fuel terrible but yeah that's that's why i have that rule there but uh Nolan, I want to go in back because obviously you're you're back. You're getting back into the mix of things. I believe your rehab starting right now. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. How do you feel, man? How do you feel? Because last time we talked to you here, we're at the. This is awesome because we had you at the start of the journey. I think right after surgery for you. Oh, yeah. And now yeah. you're now you're buzzing. I mean, how what's the velo talking here?
2: To the velo has been the the spotty thing, a little bit of a command thing as well, but um, it's been up and down. I I, physically I feel great it's just about like getting the reps of you know actually in games because the last time I threw in games was 2019 I mean minor leaguers didn't have a 20 season and then I was rehabbing 20 through 21 uh, through yeah I was rehabbing 21 to 22 so it's just kind of like I was putting on my uniform the other day for a Low A rehab outing in Stockton, California. And I was like, this is I was like, this is wow This has been a, been a long time <laughs> since I've done this. And it was just kind of like a little bit of butterflies and like uh just honestly s- super excited to be back and like put on a uni and just kick it with the boys in the bullpen and you know, wait for your name to get called. But uh no, it's it's definitely it's definitely getting there. I'm feeling good, sliders are sliding. Uh I just gotta kinda just get more reps.
1: That's one thing I miss about it, man. Like obviously, like I was absolutely cat shit at baseball. I was a locker room guy. Everyone knows that. Dustin May, you could tell, right? Be honest, May. You could tell I'm a locker room guy. I'm the guy everyone, I, I might be the aux guy, locker room guy. Everyone loves me in the locker room. That's one thing I missed was just being with the fellas in the locker room, the airplane, the bus rides, all that shit. Was that one thing, May, that you because obviously you're back now? Is that what you just look around the dressing room, the locker room, and you're like, I'm back. Like, I'm not throwing rehab, like, with just with a trainer by myself in Arizona or Florida. I'm back with the fellas now. How electric no, is yeah. that?
3: Yeah, for sure. So, being in Arizona for the good part of my rehab, like, I was be a, I was able to be around a few guys, but you didn't really get the full simulation of, like, a clubhouse and, like, the ups and downs of the season. So, yeah, it's definitely cool to be back. I mean, it was really good to be in OKC with the guys. There's a really good group there. So, kind of getting my feet wet there and then getting ready to be back in LA, which is where I'm at right now. And yeah, I mean, it's, I'm just stoked to be back.
1: It's electric. I mean, that started on Saturday, by the way, just, it was the most dynamite shit I've ever seen. I was like, he's back. But what were the nerves like? Because that like, obviously you step, you step up on the mound at Dodger stadium in front of, obviously it was sold out and, and you're on the bump was that first batter like tough to get through or were you just like running on adrenaline you weren't even do you even remember the first batter is what i'm trying to say No. yeah i mean
3: honestly i'm a very like level-headed guy uh i mean you can kind of see like emotion stuff at like the end of the innings i mean i just i get amped up like through through that but like going into starts like i don't really get super like like anxiety or anything like that i just kind of stay level-headed throughout the day um yeah, I mean, I just walked out to the mound. I kind of – I took a deep breath and kind of looked around the stadium and then stepped on the mound and everything just kind of, like, went away and I just zoned in for the game.
1: That's – I mean, it's just – that's what separates people. What about you, Nolan? I mean, obviously, you, you you make that rehab appearance. I think you've made two appearances. Is that correct? You've thrown, like, six innings? Yeah. Yeah. Well, is that first one, like, tough? Because you haven't thrown in a while, right? Like, in an actual live game? Yeah.
2: It was – it's definitely – it was definitely – uh it sounds stupid but i jogged in from the, the bullpen and i got to the mound and i was like i forgot how long that jog is to the mound so i was like i i i gotta uh you know do a little bit more long distance running because i got to the mound i'm looking to talk to my catcher i'm like oh shit i was like let me catch my breath for a second but uh no yeah it, it's kind of the same thing you get amped up it's i mean i'm kind of like a I like to think of myself as like a more intense guy than uh, D-May would, uh, how he approaches his outings. So I feel like I almost had to like kind of level myself out first. Cause I was like, Phew. my heart's beaten in Arizona, in the Arizona league with zero people in the stands. It's literally just two teams. And I'm, I'm feeling like <laughs> it's game seven somewhere. I don't even know where, what game seven it is, but I'm like, all right, this is, I got to kind of, I got to kind of come back to reality here. I know, I'm, I know I'm thrown again, but no, it's definitely I – mean, the emotions of the game, the emotions that it brings is is kind of wild. And, I mean, you got to love it because, I mean, you I, you don't really get that anywhere else. Like, you don't get that working at a desk job.
1: Yeah, we don't get that, like, just running a <laughs> podcast via Zoom. I, I'll never know what that <laughs> feels like, you know. But, D- Dustin, so obviously Saturday I got to watch your appearance and your start and stuff like that. What, what was, like, the fan reception like for you? Was it fucking crazy? Because, obviously, you're the golden child for the L.A. Dodgers. You're that guy. You're the next man oh. up. Was it just yeah. absolutely insane? Like, what, what no, was it? No, I like mean, yeah, it was,
3: it was honestly more than I was even anticipating. Like, just me, like, walking out of the dugout, like, as soon as, like, I stepped out uh, before I went and warmed up. Like, everybody kind of went crazy. And then, like, I... I have my hoodie on and like, I have a sweatshirt on with my hood up. And then like, as soon as I get to the line, like where I'm about to stretch, like I take my hoodie off. And like, as soon as my hair came out, like everybody just <laughs> went freaking berserk. It was crazy. It was so cool.
1: Hey dude, it's that, that's type of stuff, man. You got to like, and I'll give you guys a little bit of a snippet here. You got to just like sit back maybe and like, just try to capture a mental picture of that shit. Cause I know you guys are big leaders. You have to act, act professional, but did you catch yourself like looking around the stadium? Like, I can't fucking believe I'm here right now. Like, I can't like how far you've come.
3: Uh, I wouldn't say that I can't believe that I'm there, but it was more of like, a wow, like I'm back kind of thing. Cause like, I never really doubted that, like I wasn't going to be back, but it was more of like a, okay, now it's actually like a reality. And like, I'm here. What's your
1: walkout song? The people need um, to know. It's born of a broken man by Rage Against the Machines. Wow. That's scary. I mean, that's electric. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I'm more into like, so a couple weeks ago we had Brian Baker on the podcast. His is Levels by Avicii. You want to talk about oh, Nolan? Am I wrong? On that? that that's one that gets the people going. The Levels by Avicii yeah, is electric. But yeah, Richie, is you can't one. go wrong. What's yours, Nolan? Because obviously you're going to be climbing up in the system as you like continue to like uh, throw and stuff like that. Sooner or later, I've you're going uh, to be you're going to have like a massive speaker system. So I'm assuming you're going to be having some fire shit.
2: I mean, I'm I'm a big uh, Kid Cudi guy. I like uh, Immortal by Kid Cudi is my is my my go-to. There, I feel like there are two different people in the walkout world. There are walkouts that resemble yourself, and there are walkouts that need to get the crowd going. I feel yeah. like there are people who just pick a song to get everybody riled up to like remember that you're there like you're throwing or you're up to bat or there's something that like where if you listen to the lyrics like oh these lyrics are pretty savage like this guy's this guy's a head case kind of
1: thing (laughs) yeah i i don't know what i would go with obviously because i'm from like around toronto would probably have to be drake based but like i said luckily i'll never have that opportunity to have a walk-up song so that's good for the listeners and also good for the fans (laughs) of baseball so credit to me for that but uh (laughs) Dustin, you, you we're talking about locker room guys and stuff like that. I'm fascinated with the LA Dodgers because there's so many alphas in that locker room. Who's the who's the locker room gel guy? Like who's the Johnny Junta? Who's the me of the LA Dodgers? Who's keeping that room loose? Uh
3: I would probably say like Mookie. Mookie's probably the bigger guy. It was Kike in 19 and then once he kind of left. Kike in 19 and 20 and then once he left and like Mookie kind of stepped in like he kind of took the reins on that and kind of gelled everybody together. And he's got a, um, uh, what is the thing? Like the, he's like, he's, he's got like a DJ machine and like um, speakers and stuff in the clubhouse where he can like do mixtapes and stuff like that because he loves doing that. And uh, he does that before games and just kind of gets the vibes up in the clubhouse and gets everybody going.
1: That's so – I mean, Mookie Betts, and I'll say this out of respect. I say this every podcast. He's the type of guy that I just despise because he's legitimately good at every single it's, thing it's on the planet.
3: It's absolutely ridiculous. He <laughs> plays golf three times a year, and he shoots par. It's stupid.
1: No it's way. Stupid. Are you yeah. serious? Stupid. Yeah, I, I mean, I – I uh, actually, funny story. I sold my driver a couple of months ago because I was just so shit with it. I was like, I'm done. <laughs> I sold the driver, through a golf club on Saturday, almost into the lake, it's just okay. it's been a, just a series of nightmares on the golf course are you a golf guy yeah yeah i enjoy golf yeah what, what what's what's dustin may shooting on the golf course
3: um i can go anywhere from the low 80s to low 90s I'm, i mean i i just like to go shoot close to bogey so that's that's kind of my idea
1: so you're same as me like a bogey's like a par for us nolan are yeah. you, do
3: you
2: golf yeah. nolan That's a big negative over here. (laughs) Nolan's
3: way too Nolan's way too amped up twenty four seven to golf. He can't relax for that.
2: I would I would golf, but again, I have not made the effort to get fitted for clubs because they'd have to be you know a little longer. And I humble brag, he's tall. Humble brag. We get it. You're tall. <laughs> you're with your boots on. You're like six nine. Whoa, <laughs> no. no boy. What's the
1: height? What's the height here? Because I'm <laughs> I'm five eight, but I say I'm five eleven. So we'll go with five nine. How tall are you, D Man? What's the exact height on you? Uh, I'm six five without
3: any shoes on.
1: Okay, six five. What are you long? I'm six ten. So the uh, what the fuck? You're yeah, six ten? Yeah. yeah, he's a, yeah. a
3: holly green giant.
1: Oh, okay. That's, that's nightmare feel. All right. So you're a full foot taller than me. So I hope to God we never meet cause I'll just get alpha <laughs> like a motherfucker. <laughs> I'll, just, I'll get alpha. So now,
2: so now you know where I'm coming out with the clubs thing. Like yeah, man, that many six ten golfers?
1: It it would look like you're uh swinging toys or us clubs. If you were, if you had a set of golf clubs in your hand. So I think I'll say this. I think Dustin is like the perfect height. He's not too tall for people to like look at him like whoa well, this guy has to do something cuz you probably get looks Nolan when you're out in public like this dude and, is some like, sort of Guinness go, World Record
2: holder I I get verbally assaulted everywhere I go about my height
1: I it's better than like cuz so funny story so I went to go to I'm going to name drop here I went to go see Amir Amir Garrett at the field when he was facing the Jays I go onto the field and there's just a swarm of fans making short jokes about me and it was just a nightmare so hopefully hopefully like when we meet I'm I'm like standing on something for the Instagram pic. So I'm not getting roasted by people. Cause I had my hand, I had my hand around a mirror, but it was around his waistline. So I was a a ton of comments were like, are you, why are you holding him like that? So it's not great. So that that, (laughs) being the short guy is not ideal, but uh, going back into the season, Dustin, I mean, Obviously, you're coming back now that the Dodgers, by the way, you guys are just like a wagon. It's just impossible to beat the LA Dodgers. I actually despise it as a Blue Jays fan. It kind of pisses me off. You guys are just, you go into the season, it's like, we're going to make the playoffs no matter what. Like, we can just wake up, make the playoffs. Who's yeah. one guy on your team that you think is like the most underrated that impresses you the most? That think that you should get think should get more recognition.
3: I mean, that's tough because like, I feel like everybody on our team gets recognition to be honest with you, but honestly it would probably be tony uh, i feel like tony's a very just like under the rug guy which is kind of bs because he's an all-star but um i feel like he doesn't get talked about enough at all isn't his era like two three or something yeah, he's, he's a he's the league leader right now since we just molly whopped sandy again last night
1: oh there it is there it is i mean uh Man, that was that game yesterday was crazy because there was just yeah. tons of people that are saying Sandy versus that rookie, like the Marlins, going to win that. But let's go into another team here, and I got to talk about this: is the San Diego Padres? You guys have a massive rivalry with those guys, and obviously, it's a narrative that starts with like fans and media and stuff like that. Is there like an actual genuine rivalry you guys have with that team, just based on the fact that you guys get compared to them with their big three? I guess technically big two now, um, R.I.P. Tatis Jr. But do you, do you guys get compared to them the most? And is that, like, a massive rivalry you guys have? Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean,
3: I would say that they're probably the the team that we get, like, the most, like, excited to play. I mean, you can kind of look at the record and see that we we always play really good against them. But uh, they just – they're always, like, trying to chase our tail, and it just – we're just a couple steps ahead normally. So, as long as we can keep it that way, it's, it's going to be pretty fun to play them.
1: I mean, and I want to go into their fans, too, because obviously I'm a massive off-the-field guy. I love to see fan fights and stuff like that. You you, you know Dodgers fans are reckless. Like, they're the most ruthless individuals I've ever met. My Like, them and Yankee fans are yeah. scary to me. Like, I don't, I'm scared to show face because I I have received – I have got roasted by both fan bases on Twitter. Hand up. Have you seen the massive fight brawls? Like, do the players watch the videos post-games, is what I'm trying to say. Like, when there's a massive fight – with Dodgers fans. Are you guys watching that shit in the clubhouse? Like, Oh my God. A
3: hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, it's (laughs) thrilling for us to watch too, just to see how crazy people actually get um, about something that they can't control at all. So (laughs) it's, it's pretty funny and, and special to watch the, the Dodger San Diego like rivalry because San Diego thinks that they're, they're king shit. And then like Dodgers are just like, well, you're not. So, there's nothing y'all can do about that.
1: It's the Dodgers fans will always be like it's like it's NLCS every single year no matter what. It pisses me off, but it's kind of sick to see it. Yeah. But longer, I got to go into that with you. So, you're with the A's now. Has it been hard for you uh to like you going into new locker rooms and stuff like that? Has that been difficult because you're you're going to have to you were training by yourself pretty much, correct? So you have to yeah. like continue to enter new locker rooms. Has that been just absolutely dog shit to deal with?
2: it's definitely been different because when you you know play that long with one organization like like when I was with the Dodgers you get to know literally everybody from trainers to the front office guys to strength coaches to every single player you see come in you build a relationship and then to be thrown into a you know the uh, complex in Arizona and you you played with none of these guys you've never worked with any of these strength coaches or it definitely is different but i mean with everyone having like the the common goal of you know playing i mean it's it's not that hard to get along and and then you the baseball world is is small in general so it's like oh you went here did you play with so and so? oh yes so then it's like you skip 10 steps and then you become automatically closer with this person because you have a mutual friend or you you recognize where they're from and stuff so it it was definitely weird at first cuz it was the first time I've ever done that and that but like like I said it took not even a week for me to kind of build a relationship with a few guys and then that blossoms into a bunch of new people so it it's it it hasn't been that that tough
0: Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at Babbel.com slash BlueWire. That's 60% off at Babbel.com slash BlueWire, spelled dot com slash BlueWire. Rules and restrictions apply.
1: And Dustin, how good is it for the confidence for when you're rehab starting and you're pitching in low A or high A? just absolutely body-bagging 18-year-olds in the batter's box and just going, like, three innings. <clears throat> like Dustin May went three innings, ten punchies. One was a drop third strike. How electric is that shit to, like – because obviously it's the buildup of you, like, okay, I'm starting to come back being in locker room stuff like that. But how awesome – it? be honest. Like, how sick is it just kind of going back into the roots, going into the low-level minor leagues when you rehab it, and just carve it?
3: Well, I actually I didn't go to any of the the lower levels. I just I had one AZL outing and then I went to AAA. But I mean, um, it was kind of the same idea there. I mean, it's it's just a whole different. Yeah, hey, I mean, <laughs> that's but, just substantially
1: <laughs> like that's way worse because then you're facing like seventeen-year-old Dominicans. Yeah, well, I I mean,
3: it. It, it, it's just it's. I mean the older you get the more kind of an approach you have at the plate and you you get kind of more advanced it's just they they haven't taken that like final step from triple a to the big leagues and that's kind of the the biggest thing I mean yeah it's a little different I mean you can definitely tell that they're like way more like heater hunting than than guys in the big leagues looking for like a specific spot or a specific pitch um so that's kind of like the biggest thing for me that I noticed was just they're they're way more amped up at like the start of the count especially knowing that like you have somebody that throws really hard, and they throw a lot of heaters, so they can just sit there and guess on that.
1: And I'm, I'm sure some of those kids were, like, begging for a fastball to be able to, like, post it on their Instagram or Twitter, like they got a hit off Dustin May. But it's just – that is just hilarious to me. I love that shit. And speaking about throwing hard, I asked this to Spencer Strider a couple weeks ago, humble brag, is that good? When was the first time you hit hundred? And do you remember, like, do you remember it, like, pound for pound, what happened, looking at the radar gun? Maybe give us a little background on the first time you hit 100.
3: Yeah, uh, first time I hit 100, I was, it was 2019 playoffs against the Nationals. And uh, I think it was maybe, like, a 1-2 count or, like, an 0-2 count against, I think it was Howie Kendrick. And I, I was, I looked, I mean, in my head, I was like, all right, this is, a good spot for a four seam and I'm going to throw it as hard as I can. And if he doesn't hit it, I'm going to do the hardest velo check right here. And I, I threw it and like, you can go back and look after he didn't swing because it was two feet outside. I, uh, I, I did a very, very hard <laughs> velo check. As soon as I released the ball. <laughs>
1: That's so all time. That's so all time. Nolan, can I, can I pencil you down for a hundred after? No, like, you, you, cannot, you I, cannot. I might have, have to. to. No, that's, that's my, what we're going to have to do. I
2: mean, are you say, have I hit it yet? No, I, no?
1: no I'm going to say like, you're going to hit it. Like oh, that's, that's oh, I'll my t- i'll
2: I'll hit it. Yeah. He'll I'll definitely hit it. I, I just, I actually had it in the, uh, I had, I, I made a bet with D may, um, in the Texas League All Star Game, one time in eighteen. 19. So, it, no, this was this was nineteen. This was this was or oh, nineteen, my, nineteen, yeah, nineteen. 19. We yeah. were in the bullpen, and I remember just sitting in the bullpen and saying, "If I hit a hundred, if I hit a hundred in this All Star Game." will you give me like ten thousand dollars or something what? like that i was like will you give me ten thousand dollars if i hit 100 and he denied it he said no i'm not gonna do that i was like that's <laughs> all I, I was like that's all i need to hear because i know you know i can do it and i i think i was like i was like 98 that outing but it was not it was definitely was not a hundred but i remember doing the same thing just trying to throw balls as hard as i could and just just you turning that offer down i was like all right it's there I think you said if you hit hundred one, I'll give you ten grand. Uh, That, yeah, yeah. that can't be good
1: for the arm though. Like just go, like letting it eat in a Texas League All Star game with one hundred one. Like that just can't be good for the arm. That's nightmare territory.
2: Is is throwing a baseball good for anyone's arm? No, it's not.
1: That's why I quit. Actually, (laughs) that's why I quit. I just want. I was doing it for my health reasons. That's what we're gonna put beside my uh my uh baseball profile on. NJCAA.com or quit for health reasons. Couldn't throw. He was very, even was very,
2: aware, of, was very <laughs> aware of his arm health.
1: <laughs> yeah, I had, I had CTE in my arm. I, my arm was just <laughs> fucking done. But uh, d I, I, I we, we got to go back into that. Obviously, the playoff run you guys have had and stuff like that. World Series champ, by the way, is that good? I want to talk about the parade. We've had tons of funny stories here with all that type of stuff. I know that was during COVID, right? Did you guys have a parade? No, we didn't. Wow. Never mind. So that just immediately ignores my question. But if if you guys did have a parade, who would you think on your team would be getting the most rowdy? Like who would be that guy? Like, how do I, like the J.R. Smith, the guy that's just absolutely. Um,
3: I honestly don't know. I haven't seen many of our guys like get, get drunk and do that type of stuff. Like I haven't seen anybody like get rowdy and stuff like that. So I honestly, I couldn't tell you to be honest.
1: Right, that so I'm gonna have a headline. Uh, Dodgers team doesn't drink. That's a notch off for me there. Uh, that's why I, I don't know if I can root for you guys. If you know, you guys don't. Well, get out we it. drink.
3: I just never seen anybody
1: like <laughs> get, like drunk. So like, oh, okay, I, I haven't seen like
3: the rowdy side of guys. But hey, going back to the, do we watch videos like post game of like the fans doing stuff and talking about the A's? Did y'all see that uh, video of the couple in the stands at the top of the Coliseum,
1: getting after it? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's just – I mean, that's just the nitty-gritty. I, that is absolutely wild to me that that's an yeah, actual – That was absolutely insane. <laughs> absolutely insane. Those people are psychos. And I, somehow, yeah. someway, they probably have dropped an OnlyFans because, like, 10,000 subscribers. Hey, I, I mean, they they dropped their OnlyFans link on Twitter with, like, a
3: million accounts. So they should be getting plenty of hits.
1: Oh, yeah. Their, their kids, God forbid – I oh, my God. Imagine being those kids. Oh, those were your parents? <laughs> the coliseum that's just the nitty-gritty man that's i mean and, and you know what's crazy is if you're a security guard like how do you stop that like what do you do you
3: can't i mean walk yeah you're, there. You,
1: you just walk up
3: like 10 stands or like 10 <laughs> like rows down and be like hey guys uh i don't i don't know wrap if it you're up doing
1: that <laughs> stop, get please. that nut wrap it up <laughs> <laughs> That is yeah, all the time real time. question
3: was do we think he got off like in, in and like no chance like, I, i'm gonna it. say
1: actually he's probably a psychopath i'm gonna say yeah like yeah. it depends if i need, I, I need to review and, the like, film yeah yeah if they're doing that
3: and like complete out like if he's probably getting off pretty quick he's comfortable yeah. he's comfortable <laughs> yeah. he doesn't
1: he, in his element and you know what's crazy is is like those they, they probably went in prior and like thought about doing that like pregame oh i'm I'm yeah i'm surprised there was no camera guy there like that's uh it was crazy they didn't bring like a camera that would have blew up like that i don't know if you remember that in the world series when that girl flashed behind home plate she's now like a multi-bazillionaire so yeah hey whatever you gotta do maybe i gotta do that at jay's game maybe i'll just go dick out behind home plate with the official official t-shirt on and just go (laughs) mega mega viral and get a lawsuit by millions of parents Maybe yeah. good luck subtle. with your
2: future good luck with your future after that
1: one <laughs> well no they, the the only the camera can zoom in enough uh deep enough for that but whatever he <laughs> just love to see that hey i i understand that i'm in the same <laughs>
2: spot
1: okay it would say what is this random guy just naked behind home plate and is he a male or a female that would be that would be <laughs> trending on twitter <laughs> oh
2: my god
1: another thing so dustin may rumor has it i think you just got engaged is that correct or recently Uh, i got engaged engaged right after the world series in 2020 okay congratulations on that um let's clean up some housekeeping stuff here that i want to go over with that have you guys figured out like an mc situation or can i finesse myself into like oh me and no no one give it is no one invited by the way or is that is that a thing
3: no, he didn't make the cut. We we're only have we're only having like eighty people at our wedding, so it's it's a very very small.
1: Can we do a live stream of it, Nolan? Do you want to you want to monetize a live stream? Maybe a- <laughs> sponsored by Clean Flag.
2: I mean, I don't know if that's not my call. <laughs> you well, know, actually, screw it. Yeah, it is my call. Yeah. I wasn't in the top. I wasn't in the top 80. I'm pissed. That is crazy.
1: You know tell, what? Tell I, Mill- tell Millie, I'm pissed. I want to draw my line <laughs> in the sand. You're both invited to my wedding in five years. I'm drawing the line in the sand. So May, keep make sure you keep that mailbox open in the, around five, four or five years from now. You both are you both are invited to the wedding. Okay. And I have a suggestion, maybe you could think about. Have a designated wedding crasher table. Just like, you don't have to actually like have people you invited in that table just in case, like just a designated, they don't have to eat none of that stuff just to be there. Have you thought about that?
2: I, uh, I don't think
1: we're going to have a wedding <laughs> crasher table. I don't, I, don't.
3: that, uh,
2: that idea actually sounds really good. And I, I immediately thought of like eight guys who could be at that table. <laughs> I,
1: I 100% agree with you, Nolan. 100% agree. <laughs> It is a good idea, though. It is a great idea. I, I, it's a D- idea idea I've continued to say on this podcast. I I think the Wedding crasher idea is awesome, and that movie's so all time. So you always think about that. I love that. how
2: I love how you described that table, and you said you don't gotta feed them or nothing like they're animals, like <laughs> <laughs> just just dudes that want to be there.
1: Like you know what I'm saying?
3: They're and- not there to eat anyways. They're just there to drink the drinks.
2: Yeah, they're there to just get after them, it. Just give them like a a a. a some some warm beer and then they'll be fine (laughs) a cooler with no ice (laughs) just the cooler with no
1: ice and speaking about so obviously may you're from texas and stuff like that obviously you said you're from a small town so you must have been throwing gas when you were a kid and if i let's say i'm driving through that that's just in texas i believe it's called is that correct credit to me for the research juco brain are am i gonna be hearing old guys at the local saloon or whatever that thing's called saying that boy, Dustin May. I saw that kid in high school. That kid, that kid could throw a baseball a country mile. Are, are is there like urban legends about you in high school back there? No, I'm not gonna lie. I kind of sucked in high school. Really?
3: Sucked, but like I, I, uh, I really wasn't as good as uh, I guess people thought that I was. Uh, I got I got put in the right spot at the right time because it was the first year that they were doing like spin stuff. And my spin was like a lot higher than a lot of guys, even though it was really shitty spin. Um, So I just got, like I said, a right spot, right time. And then because my Velo wasn't very high, I was throwing like 88, 89, 90. And I just, my spin was super high. So they were like, oh my gosh, this is really cool. Like he's spinning it better than a lot of big leaguers already in high school. So he's got to be good. And then it just, it ended up helping having the spin because I could, I was able to change turns stuff out. they were absolutely
2: right. <laughs>
1: uh,
3: I was able to change the spin and like, make it more efficient and
1: like work for me better. But yeah, in high school, I really wasn't that great to be honest. And what are, and what are you both doing pre-pitch routine? Like I know, I know longer is probably you're listening to some rage against the machine. I mean, longer is probably trying to get after a little bit. He's probably a psychopath in the bullpen, maybe shotgunning yeah, a red bull. What are you
3: like?
1: What are you like, Dustin May? Like, what what what's your pre-pitch routine? What can I expect you to be doing on Thursday? I believe that's when you're pitching next, or Friday. What are you doing pre-game routine? Uh,
3: I mean, I'm I'm pretty level-headed. I really don't uh, do a whole lot. I mean, I do the same thing every day, but like, or the same thing every start day, but like, it's not super like.
2: I don't get your routine. Your routine. Your routine isn't crippling. If you if you don't step out of bed with the right foot is that is that bad
3: i mean (laughs) like i said i do the same thing every time but like i'm not like i'm not the type to where like i don't talk to anybody i'm addicted to people or like stuff like that so i mean i'm i'm pretty calm level-headed like throughout the whole day but yeah it's it's definitely like to a t like what i'm what i'm gonna do every day so um, i'm very routine and superstitious oriented so i i kind of base my my routine off that but yeah i mean i i get into the i get to the field the same time i eat the same food like i get in the training room the weight room and listen to the same music every day so yeah it's it's very down to a t but like i'm not gonna be like a dick about it and stuff like that
1: yeah like our our fan like fans can expect you to just be running going straight to the dugout not acknowledging anyone or you're just like you like you said you're more relaxed with that type of shit right
3: yeah. I mean, I, I'm definitely not an acknowledger type, but yeah, I mean, I'm not,
1: well, unless I'm there.
3: Right. Yeah, unless I make yeah. a
1: trip like, well, yeah, yeah, it'll be, and there's nothing, I'll tell you what, there's nothing that more funnier. And I feel terrible for this because I, I did this a couple of weeks ago to Musgrove. I, I, I went with him behind home plate and then he had to sign 500 autographs. And I just felt like the, the biggest piece of shit of all time. So yeah, yeah that's just one thing I got to keep in the back of my head. Cause you're, you're big time in LA. Are you an yeah. autograph guy? Uh,
3: not really, but I'll do it every
1: now and then. Okay. So you hate Zach. I'm not, a, like I'm I not a
3: very, I'm not a very big, uh, people pleaser as no one would know.
1: I respect that. I'm not a big, like I said, I, I have an ongoing one-sided feud with Zach Hample. I think he's the biggest loser, uh foul ball guy. I just hate him so much, but it's like more of a one-sided, uh, fuse, but Nolan going into, uh, going into the pre pre pitch routine. Cause I got to know with you because you're a legitimate psychopath, which I love and I respect uh-huh. What are you doing? Are you just blasting EDM, rate like rock music before you start? Like, what are you doing? Because I know you're that guy. I've never seen you pitch in person, or like, yeah, I've I never would... seen like you're talking yourself on the mound, psychopath shit.
2: Yeah, I would say my routine when I when I first signed, I was a starter, and I don't recommend anybody go back and look at my starter numbers because they were absolutely <laughs> horrendous. Um. My routine as a starter was like I mentioned to D. It was like crippling. I had to I had to eat the same thing. I had to do the exact same thing. And if I didn't, that was the reason why. And I, it was I I hated it. And I was moved to the bullpen. It was a big switch. And then it got kind of to the point where I was like, you know what? I don't have to have a routine. And like, watch me not eat this at this day, and watch me still go out and pitch. It was just kind of like one of those things, like. I don't need to do all this. Like, I just, you call my name and I'm ready. And it's like, my routine was my routine now is, it's obviously changed coming back from like in my rehab. But um, it was like, if my name was called like, Hey, get long hot while they're still on the phone, I'd be like, tell them I'm ready. And I haven't even stood up yet. <laughs> it was just kind of, it was just, it was just kind of like the whole, like, whole, like, I'll, i could throw one ball and i'll be fine like i'll be, I'll be hot and then it's like once that switch goes off like okay you're in the game it's like it, i like to think of it as like a switch like it, just between the lines kind of thing and yeah i i'm i'm pretty sure i do i do t- definitely do talk to myself it's it's normally constructive criticism and when yeah, I say I'm constructive lying. criticism, I'm sure there's not very many nice things said to myself, there's, but yeah, to myself, so there's right. never anything nice. I'm so you're roasting yourself myself. on the
1: mound. Oh, a hundred percent. I'm not, I'm not 100%. patting myself on the back. Are you kidding me? See, I would be the opposite. I'd be like, you're the fucking man, motherfucker. That's what I'm fucking talking. <laughs> so you guys are, you guys are going Max Scherzer mode and just absolutely motherfucking yourself to the moon. Cause I, I don't yeah, think I've ever there's... seen videos of you doing that. D No, I, I I'd do it. I do it. <laughs> <laughs>
3: And 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 it's a lot of th- it's like it's not even like like just cuss words like I'm like completely like degrading myself, like <laughs>
1: absolutely just degraded, like throwing myself in the dirt. We gotta get you. I gotta make a shirt with the Dustin May face that just says "degrade me" on it, and maybe we could we <laughs> could throw it around the major league. It's electric, but uh, that's awesome. I do I do I can respect that type of shit. Our, when you guys are pitching though, or. I guess this is more alongside for you because you're starting pitching, man. Do you like talking to guys in the, the club, like in the dugout when you're pitching or are you like just by yourself in a corner, like most, most pitchers?
3: It's 50, 50. It doesn't really matter. I mean, I'm okay with it, but I'm also, I'm okay with just sitting
1: by myself. I can respect that. So yeah. on Friday, cause you're pitching on Friday. Let's Saturday. say you carve, like Saturday, you said, when are you going? Saturday, Saturday. So Let's yeah. say you carve hypothetically post game interview. What are the chances you say that was for Johnny and Nolan? Like that that game was for Johnny and Nolan. Who are you guys going up against Saturday? Miami. Oh, that's that's easy. Weird. All right. So that so post game interview hypothetical weird reporter who strokes off the prospects talks about how lengthy they are and shit like that. Loving them. They say Dustin. I mean, how, how do you feel today? First off, I just want to establish this. That was for Johnny and for Nolan. And they're going to, are those guys dead? No, those are just, I did a podcast with those guys earlier in the week. Those are for that. That just Let's get that clear though. I want, I'm i going to start hashtagging for Johnny for Nolan after every, like every pitching ninja video that goes out of you. So just, I want, I want to make that clear. I could, I could
3: tell you that I'm going to do that right now, but I'm not going <laughs> to lie right now and say that when the time comes, I'm 100% going to completely space on it and not remember. Well, and yeah, that, you're going to that's, gonna- that's, that's That's completely genuine. Like, it's not like even if I told you I was going to do it. And like I could completely, like genuinely, mean to do it, and I would get in the moment. I would completely space on it.
1: Oh, that's all right. We're gonna do it. Me and Nolan are gonna do it enough for you. Post game okay. dub. You know how they always do the memes with the Dodgers and stuff like that. Maybe we could yeah. do like a Johnny and Nolan memorial. It'll be like for Johnny for Nolan, like for Johnny and Nolan. Like we're gonna. I'm gonna get my Photoshop guy onto it. We're gonna okay. get it done for you. Like you know the Harambe pictures. Oh. <laughs> this we to do. You know the Harambe <laughs> pictures of like it's gonna be Dodger Stadium and just like a a. Of you on the mound, and then it's gonna be me and Nolan in the clouds. In the clouds. Like, me and Nolan, like fading away <laughs> in the clouds for Johnny. No, that's what we're gonna do. But um, Nolan, before D May has to go here. What is your funniest Dustin May story? What, like, what's a story that, or something that people oh, don't know about God. Dustin May? That that
2: it's like just like a, a
1: personality trait he has. I or would whatever. like
2: to know this. I don't like even stinky, know. Funny guy, you maybe. Know, like, what's okay. something they don't know? On on the on the spot. Is tough, but I do have a few stories. Okay. Like okay. <laughs> okay. There was a time in Low A where we mm. this was the first time I'm actually seeing I because we went to Instructs together. I we we knew of each other. I would yeah. say you were pretty distant in Low A as well. You were you were not a very nice you were not a very nice kid. <laughs> <laughs> um I was still kind of finding my shell. You were still – yeah, you were breaking free of the shell, absolutely. Um, Yeah, God. And we would just sit in the bullpen, and we'd watch you throw, and you'd have, like, a no-hitter going through – I vividly remember, you had, like, a no-hitter going into the sixth, and you gave up, like like, a chip shot single. You gave up a chip shot single, and it was like punch, and then it was like an unreal double play. I don't know if Lux made it. I don't know. It was an unreal double play. So you faced the minimum that inning, and you had a one-hitter going, and you came off the mound screaming, fuck, like you just gave up 40 (laughs) runs. And I remember – it was always a thing to just to be like, all right, you know, who's going to tell him, like, it's a, the stadium's not that full. You can hear every time he screams, <laughs> fuck, like, okay. And he's shoving when he's screaming, fuck. It's like, okay, can we, can we calm this kid down just a little bit? Like, <laughs> an unreal play was just made up the middle. You gave up your first hit in sixth inning, and I was like, ah, oh, God. And that, that happened quite a bit. And then you kind of started, once we got to Rancho, I feel like that was kind of like, that side of you, kind of, was more tamed. Obviously, you still jump around, which is fine. But it was just like those those times where it's like, yeah, I'm absolutely shoving, but I'm that nasty. I give up one hit. I'm gonna scream fuck. Where it's like, okay, <laughs> hey dma hey man, uh, these that gotta. When there's nine people in the stands, it's 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 a little loud. Yeah, that is. But that there is was wild. also there was also one time. There was also one time in Tulsa, and I'm not I'm not saying this was me, but everyone um, everyone would say, Oh, it's May Day. It's May Day. And I just remember throwing out code red. I was like, oh, Mayday, Mayday, code red. And as soon as I said code red, you looked up at me and I looked at you and I was like, whoa. I was like, that was that was pretty good. You were like, yeah, I like that. Next thing you know, you got two new gloves on your locker that say code red on the phone. That's like, all time. Uh-uh. Yeah. And then yeah. So that was that was definitely the I, I don't want to say because somebody has to come up with code red amongst, you know, because May Day was what everyone would say. But as soon as I said code red, I'll never forget where your locker was. I was walking into the bathroom in Tulsa, your locker was right on the corner. Yeah, and you you just kind of like looked up, and I looked down. And I was like, "Uh, yeah." Uh, you were like, "Yeah, I li-, like yeah, I that."
1: That's a good nickname. That's an all time nickname. And before you go off uh, here, uh, D May, I want to be the first. Like, credit to me. This is why this podcast is different, Dustin. Just so you know, when people are asking, you, "What are you doing? What are you listening to?" It's for your podcast, officially unofficial podcast. I want to be the first to wish you a pre happy birthday. Credit to me, September sixth, nineteen ninety seven. You are born same age as me i want to be the first person on planet earth to wish you happy birthday so happy birthday thank you (laughs) so anyways man i appreciate you coming on this d man i know you got to throw a bullpen and just do shit that big leaguers do maybe free free beer on the flight free dip whatever the fuck you want for free just go on and do that stuff man i appreciate you coming on this and just know this is like the designated dustin may podcast now so okay. every single time that we ask you to come on, you're kind of obligated to, like, come on. Just, just, oh, okay. to, just, to, just okay. to write that down there, gotcha. um, just gotcha. to kind of let the people know. And uh, I can't wait for the Dodgers fans to listen to this because, one, you're electric guy, and, two, this, this went well. Like I, This is like a first date that like I'm like, we're, we're, the second date will happen. Like, the second episode will happen here with d May. Yeah. So I appreciate yeah. you doing this, man. You're electric, and uh, best of luck the rest of the season, man. Yeah, appreciate it. Thank you for having me. So Longer, Longer. Any Dude. last words to D-May before he signs off here?
2: Just I'm so proud of you, man. <laughs> well, I'm you're the guy you that too. found him. It was
1: <laughs> he was taught by you. Uh short season, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. We we've seen some shit. I'll tell you that for free. Yeah. Sure. We've been through it
1: together at every level. There it is, man. So make sure, remember, Saturday for Nolan for Johnny. Uh yeah. the game that everyone's gonna be talking about. And it's gonna be a lecture. So keep doing your thing, man. And uh, thanks for coming on this again, brother. Have a great day. Yeah, yeah. appreciate it. Thank you.
3: Peace. All right, talk to you later. Bye.
1: So yeah, Nolan. I mean, like I said, I was telling you earlier. Like obviously we're gonna end the podcast in about five minutes here. But like I said, great guy. I'm happy he came on. I don't think he's done a podcast before, right?
2: Uh, I don't I haven't seen him on one. Wow. Like I said, he's serious. Like when he said he's not a people pleaser, he's absolutely right. He does. And when I, I was not joking, when he first signed, he was not a very nice guy. He was very <laughs> Well, he's from a small town Texas, right? So it's kind of like... I don't know if it was the small town and then he got thrown into an org with like a lot of dudes who are like, I don't know. Because when everybody first signs, everybody peacocks, everyone has to say, oh, I was this, I did this, I did this. And then you realize, oh, that guy who went to a D3 school is just as fucking nasty because we're wearing the same uniform right now. It doesn't matter how good you were in high school. Like it's kind of like everyone kind of comes to that realization. I'm not saying he had that, but I feel like he was surrounded by that, and I feel like he just. I remember people would tell stories about, yeah, this guy D May is like a mean kid. I was like, <laughs> really That's all time. And then and then then like, he was quiet, and then you kind of poke at him a little bit, then he gets he, he's, he'll have his reactions, and then knowing me, if I poke at somebody and they have a reaction, I keep poking at him. And then, and then it was like in low A. It was he got a little better, and then once we got to high A, it was just like. He was one. He was one of the dudes. I, mean, I think he liked just- this, though.
1: I think he liked this. I think that went well. I think he liked this pod. I he he yeah. understood the jokes. That, he actually came out with a couple of jokes too, which is sick. So maybe, yeah. it, thank God, I didn't ask him earlier in his career to come on. He would have said fuck I'm, no.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm telling you, def- He definitely would have. But like <laughs> I said, he's yeah, he's definitely, he's definitely, uh, he's definitely the man. So
1: let's end the podcast with this. So obviously, right now. Um, you're rehabbing and all that type of stuff where where do they have you going like are you going to be in the las vegas soon or is it like well i
2: don't because my my first two outings here have just been absolutely horrendous so it's just kind of like one of those things where dude it's been a long fucking time since i've thrown and like how i kind of come into my own like where i've had the most success i have to throw a lot yeah. I picture I picture it, I I played basketball most of my life. It's like okay, if I have to work on a certain shot, I'm going to shoot it a thousand times until I can't miss it. With pitching, it's like you can't do that. Especially coming off of Tommy John, so it's just kind of like I'm still kind of like in that uh that limbo phase where it's like okay, I'll have a couple outings that are absolutely there and then some that are not there and it's just like okay, well, I wish I could just touch the mound like a lot more but it's just like okay no you're you're 12 months out you're 13 months out you're still this you're still like you're recovering a little slow so it's just kind of like i like i said right now i'm looking to just get as many outings as possible i've got um going to inch trucks afterwards to get more innings and i can't i'm absolutely excited for that because like i said you, i just have to throw a lot and right now it's still i'm still under the thumb of rehab so it's like don't touch the mound today you're gonna be all right like and it's just like i'm kind of chomping at the bit to like literally get my shots up which is throwing off a mound
1: yeah i mean and i mean your first like five innings of work you didn't allow a run so it's like yeah the only times you've given up runs were your last two appearances
2: right so it's like yeah and yeah yeah
1: so it's, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it's like, it's going to take a while and I'm sure the A's understand that they're not going to be like, fuck this
2: and they, dude. They've been, they've been, they've been completely under- They were like, look, they were like, just, they're like, it's been three years for you. They're like, just go, just keep taking the ball. Like when you go, when we call your name, keep taking the ball and keep going out there. And they were like, cause I signed through next year as well. They were like, look, you're going to get your workload now. And then next year is when you hit the ground running in spring training. And then, and then we go. So, so your like goal that's... next
1: year is to make the big league club out of spring training.
2: Absolutely, yes.
1: That's all time. And you know what's crazy? The A's come to Toronto a shit ton, so we will be having a meet and greet. We will oh, be absolutely. Having...
2: <laughs> if 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 you're down to see me because you literally just said I'm a foot taller than <laughs> you. You hope we don't meet. And well, we can go back I, I am going to be. We wearing... can go back on the. We can go back. I am going to be wearing. I, I will be. In, I will be
1: honest. One one thing I've been really good of with the athletes. So when I met Sam Hilliard in Detroit, he's unbelievably tall. I sat on the railing beside him so you couldn't be like, oh, this dude's short as fuck. I, I, there, I know some cheat codes. I've been short my whole life. I, I understand... How to get away with it and that shit, you know what, what I'm saying? What if I
2: drag you out? What if I drag you out on the field? I well then, you then too. you're gonna to alpha me, <laughs> and I'm fine with it.
1: Like I said, you're gonna alpha me. I'm gonna be fine with it. It's just something. That's what Amir did. So it's it, it's what we're gonna have to understand, man. But yeah, dude, like it, it's sick to see you back because obviously last time we had you on here, you're moving into your apartment, I believe, just getting back to throwing yeah. and all that yeah. type of shit. You're with the Dodgers still, so it's been a crazy. I mean. It, in between having you on it's been crazy so i'm fired up to get yeah, you back on man um you're one of the good guys of this podcast obviously i follow you and i follow your journey and stuff like that so it's sick to see you back but keep doing your thing brother i'll be pumping those tires you know i'll be pumping. I
2: always appreciate that
1: thank you for listening to officially unofficial make sure you guys subscribe and leave a review on itunes and follow us on twitter at a fish on a fish pod and on Instagram at officially unofficial pod. Thank you.